Hello and welcome to Filling in the Gaps. I'm Justin. I'm Dan. Here on Filling in the Gaps, we talk about puzzle games and puzzling movies. Today we're going to talk about Dark. D-A-R-Q, just to save any confusion. It is a puzzle game released August of, is it 2019? Some of that. Okay. It's much more recent than I thought then. Dev and published by Unfold Games. Recent and overall very positive. I'm not surprised. Pretty much I think the only version you can get now is the complete edition. I I forget the exact term for it, but basically there are two DLC, but they just come free with it now. Yeah, yeah, I got this when it dropped. Uh, I got the base game, and then I waited for the. Like, I think it was about a year to wait for the DLC. And yeah, it was good to get. It was. Good. I like playing it like that as well because I played Dark. It was fun, and then when the DLC came out, it was like, oh man, I get to taste it again. You know, it was like rediscovering it again. It was quite cool. It's twenty dollars at base, which for playtime is a bit much. It is a quality game, though. It will go on sale, though. I didn't pay twenty dollars for it. so up to you dear listener i think it's probably worth it because i think that this game it's one of those sort of puzzle games that is short mostly kind of would you say casual kind of yeah yeah i mean i like it as well because like the 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 length of the game makes it so that you can play it again and if you're a speedrunner and you like to play blast through it there's challenges to finish certain things in, in, in a certain amount of time so it's got replayability value so even there's, though it's short there's also like the exploration there's secret things to find which i found I still like haven't found two. so if you're the type of person that likes looking for those things and in this game that in and of itself would probably be a bit of a puzzle yeah yeah i still don't understand where those things are I'm like, I, th- I thought i've looked everywhere but they're obviously still there somewhere i often think that but i often do not really <laughs> look everywhere i just feel like i have yeah But in this game where the main mechanic is a sort of swapping of gravity. Yeah. So that your character Lloyd can be walking on walls and ceilings. That can make for a whole lot of places you might not normally think to look for. Mm -hmm. Basically, the story is, according to the story page, Lloyd is stuck in a nightmare. And that's kind of it. There's really not much more to the story. So don't go into it for that. But... I agree. I think the shortness of the game and just the fun value for me just makes it so that I think I probably even would, if I bought it at 20 bucks, I probably would get the value out of it because this is one that I think I would bring out time and again. Oh, I really just want to play through that one again. This is one of those few that I would. Yeah. I definitely recommend it. I think if you are, I mean, what, what games will we compare it to? It's 2D, yeah. so in a way, kind of limbo, mm-hmm. especially some of the parts where you're dealing with the world moving around. That's sort of what we're doing here. I'm not really sure what else to compare it to. It definitely has puzzles that are from other games we've talked about before. Yep. It definitely has some that feel very much its own thing. Yeah, it's kind of an inventory puzzle game. But you can walk up walls and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of unique. Yeah, and it's got it's definitely got its own artistic kind of vibe to it as well. It's quite it's quite it's quite unique. Yeah. With that, I think we're ready to talk about the game. So we'd recommend you play Dark. 
If you have already, great. You can join us in the spoiler section. If you haven't, I really recommend you go and play this one first. It's well worth it. But here it is, your spoiler warning. So as I said, we play as Lloyd, who is stuck in a nightmare. But I wouldn't know that from the game itself. I would have no idea what was going on as far as story in this game if I hadn't even been told that. I've got a theory. (laughs) (laughs) What a surprise. (laughs) That's great. That's fine. Uh, Just is a weird thing when you start because you start off in this sort of beat up bathroom. There's a wall that's broken, just sort of has boards in place. And then I think you can walk through the kitchen and the bedroom and then into the stairway where there's another broken wall Mm -hmm. and a clock go back to the bedroom because that's where you can sleep you can is there yeah yeah, there's like a little interact icon on the bed and it's like that's the only thing that you can interact with but as you sleep that's the weird thing for me is am i in the nightmare in both places because that's what it feels like yeah it's like just a a nightmare that you can't wake up from Mm. as you fall asleep your soul leaves your body and you begin everything is in a sort of black and white and gray as when you're into i guess the inner dream lloyd is incredibly skinny bald and he seems to sort of glow Mm -hmm. which looks great i enjoy the aesthetics of this game quite a lot the walking up and down walls it's great and it's smooth and i love the sound effect that they use for shifting gravity. Yeah, it's like something out of the Matrix when you first go up it, like, boom. <laughs> <laughs> what I didn't understand at times, though, there's sometimes in the game where it seems like the gravity is only really affecting Lloyd, and then other times where it seems to affect everything. Mm-hmm. Part of that, I think, is in the DLC, so that might be slightly different, but I wasn't sure. What's your theory on that? Oh, I've, I haven't thought about that at all. I don't know. Okay. No. You just accept it as it happened. Yeah. Yeah. There's game, just, just game mechanics, that's all. The one part where we will get to it later, but where he's hiding, mm-hmm. there's the tuba man in the wheelchair. Oh, where he can like go up on the ceiling. And yeah, like- almost spider-like, which... Seems like what I was doing, except the world doesn't turn around like it would normally. Mm. So that's where I didn't know. Am I only affecting Lloyd's gravity or am I affecting everything? There's, no, there's never really a, a part in the game where things, like if you spin the world upside down, then things fall to the ceiling. Or like that. Then the game doesn't have any of that. So I just took it that it's his, it's his dream. He can do what he wants. <laughs> well, if he can do what he wants, I think he could think of some easier solutions to a lot of these yeah, problems. Yeah, like just, oh, here's a big bazooka in my hand. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Bye-bye, scary guys. The opening tutorial is a real puzzle. Having to walk around on the walls, change the gravity to find gears. You have to raise a bridge, lower a bridge, realize that when the bridge is down, that means you can use that other side of wall to walk on right a lot of little things here but it is a puzzle in and of itself 
and took me probably far longer than it should have. Oh no, I think I think it's designed to be that way. I think the first opening part is supposed to be quite tricky because not only can you press the levers to operate those, but once you go up in the ceiling, you can still operate the levers. So it's like it's a case of it doubles down on its own puzzle, kind of like now that you're up here, now you can inter- inter- interact with it again, and you can open up open up another area. It's like oh, guys, it's quite it's quite a lot of stuff. Yeah, and that is really clever. It's one thing that they do well in Dark is using nearly every surface to yeah, be something. It seems like a... I mean, I bet you if you mapped this game out, it wouldn't be that big, you know? But the way that they've utilized their space is quite genius, yeah. I'll be making reference to that probably throughout because I was just astounded by how much they were getting out of every surface and every direction mm-hmm. and not doing the same thing all the time. We yeah. will get similar puzzles, but the way the worlds work, each sort of chapter in the game works slightly differently. And you have to, and you sort of have to retrain your brain to think about that puzzle and that level in a different way than the one that you've just done. Mm-hmm. There's also a puzzle here, which we'll see again later, but I really enjoy this puzzle. This is one with four different symbols and they tell you the order that they need to be pressed. Oh, yeah. But you have to move all around the four sections mm-hmm. of the room or the four surfaces of the room in order to make that happen. Yeah. And make sure you do it in the right order. As you finish that puzzle, though, here's... I don't really like the stealth part of the game as much. I'm glad that it's, for me, a small part of the game. Yeah, there's only, like, what, three or four actual stealth parts in the game. But it's, it's the weakest part of the game, for sure. Yeah. We have... Creepy, sexy lady bodies with lampshade heads. Yeah, and flintlock pistols. Like, you just... <laughs> All right. With this one, though, it's just don't get caught in the light. Yeah, that's fair enough. And that's pretty easy. When we see them later, though, they become much more vicious. Yes. As we get the third gear for the machine that's going to sort of open the way to the next area. We got jump, jump scare. Is this the creepy wooden-headed boy or he's got like a bag on his head. bag over his head or something like that. Yeah, we keep seeing this kid with a bag over his head throughout the whole game. Which I have no clue what he is or what he's doing. Or the lampshade ladies. But yeah, this game definitely jump-scared me a few times. It definitely (laughs) got me every time. I thought it was going to turn into something where I was going to see that character and that character could be helpful in some way. Yeah, I thought we were kind of tracking him, you know? It's like, we're going to eventually meet him, but nope. Maybe that's a super secret that neither of us yeah, have found. Yeah, maybe, maybe. And all the listeners are going, oh, that's oh, so you, easy. You didn't find that guy yet? Jeez. <laughs> As you turn on the machine, I think the, I think this is where a bridge appears or kind of moves into place. And those ladies are clawing at the bridge as you're walking Yeah, they're basically across. hanging upside down, headbutting the bridge. Next section, we are back in the bathroom. So I believe this is where... I didn't really check, but I marked this as chapter two. I wasn't sure if the first one was sort of a zero level and this oh, was chapter the, one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm going to say it's chapter two. I think I think they label it as chapter two. Forgive me if I'm wrong. This is the subway. Mm-hmm. And the subway goes up and down instead of <laughs> left to <laughs> right on the horizontal. <laughs> yeah. There's a puzzle lever that sort of rotates a section. When you 
told me about this game, one of the things you said was there are parts that are like a Rubik's Cube and that is what this one is. So you have just sort of one slice of the Rubik's Cube with four different sides that you get to use. One of them is a dead one, but you need that one in order to get to the ceiling and use the other sides of all of them. So that one dead one gives you basically three more surfaces that you can walk around and explore. Well, I like this place as well because all the um, all of the writing, all of the text on the walls is kind of glitching and it's like you can't read it. And that's actually a real thing. Like, have you ever tried to read in your dreams? Yeah, I've heard this before. I I think I've done it, but it's very rare. I and I can't. I could have just been filling it in myself. Yeah. You know? I don't... There's so many places where I've heard this that make it sound incredible that you can't read in your dreams. That- yeah, because supposedly the language part of your brain is switched off. I've spoken fluent Korean in my dreams, uh, and but... but it's absolute nonsense, you know. It's, it's garbled nonsense. But in, in my head, it's like, man, I'm, 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 I'm doing it. But the language thing, yeah, reading books for me in dreams, I can't. It's just like it's just a mess of words, just word salad, basically. But they do it in this game as well, where it's just like the words are just all garbled up, and it's like, yeah, I, I like that. It's like a little, a small attention to detail. That yeah, that's a real thing. Yeah, which I appreciate. I think it's very funny that you try to read in your dreams. <laughs> I just like if it comes if it comes up, you know. It's like if I if there's a book, I've I just I've just noticed it in the past that mm-hmm. if I ever come across I don't know a newspaper or a book, it's like the cover of it just doesn't make it's just, it's like just stupid. It doesn't make sense, and I know it doesn't make sense in my dream. I'm like, what the hell is that? Yeah, see, I I don't know that I've ever really experienced that because. I don't think I've ever tried to read my dreams, but you, Mr. As soon as I see a book in Skyrim, I'm going to read the whole thing. <laughs> I can see why you would. <laughs> hey, those books are good. Some of them. Some of them. The Lusty Argonian. <laughs> Throughout this, you're going to find, as you said, with inventory stuff, you find a watch, you find a key for a locker, you find some matches. Mm-hmm. But it's a dream. So the watch... You place it down in a gap, and it becomes a bridge. Yeah, that took me a while. My first time I was like, because you're not expecting a watch to be a bridge. I was like, when am I going to use this watch? When am I going to use this? <laughs> it's just it was my last option. I'm like, well, I'll try and use it here. It's like, oh, it works. <laughs> yeah, and that's true of so many things. Yeah, you get it. At least I would get it and think, well, I don't know what that's for. The snake. There was a scratched coin, I think, in the DLC, which yes. really bugged me once I realized what it was for Mm -hmm. because I walked all around all over the place not having a clue as to what I was supposed to be doing when I had it in my inventory the whole time. Eventually we're going to get a T from one of the signs I think. That's the train yeah yeah the T from the train yeah. And that is a lever so that we can stop the train walk over and Get ready into chapter three. Mm-hmm. Probably one of my favorite levels of the game, actually, this one. One thing that is interesting from this time is that we're actually entering in from that stair side. Yeah. So I think we alternate as to which side we are entering from. I'm not sure why. Just something different, I guess. <laughs> I've got this space, I'll use it. Yeah. I think as well, it gives the alternate because they seem to be very consistent with the direction that Lloyd is moving. Mm-hmm. So if they want to exit the level going left, he can just exit here. It mm-hmm. gives them that option. Right. Chapter three is one of my favorite sections. 
Yeah. This is a street. You have to find severed arms, which you can place on something, and they will hold down a lever. You need, I think, four of them to hold down all of these levers. But the most amazing thing for me is the way that this level works in general, which is in the center of a crossroad, you can jump up and rotate the world around. Yeah, because everything's 2D. You can't go like into the screen, out of the screen, forwards, backwards. You can only move from left to right. But this one makes it so that you can walk up and down all the streets in, in this crossroads. And so again, instead of just using four roads, we actually have eight surfaces mm-hmm. that we can work with and use. And that is incredible. I think it's not actually eight because I think the the park side, I think we can only really use one side of it. Yeah, because the, the bin falls down and blocks you from going into the park when you rotate it around one way. Yeah, which is clever. <laughs> is it, why does it pop back up when I turn it the <laughs> other way? But it is a clever way to just say, no, you can't do it now, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's the stealth section, the one I did way too many times. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I hate it because anytime I got something I thought would work at the end, that hatch, mm. I had to crawl into the little cave, wait for the shuffling zombie to pass, yeah. go all the way to go, mm, that's not useful here. doesn't work. <sighs> Yeah. Go all the way back. And I don't understand why they're doing that kind of elephant pose where he's like, mm, you know, it's like the, uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> Maybe that's something that creeped out the developer as a kid, like, or the movie The Elephant Man or something. I've got no idea. <laughs> we need to get a car battery, which there's two cars. One we need to get the key for later and one we just grab the battery. But I believe the battery is the one that charges up a really tricky puzzle because you have to light up the different oh, sections they're sort of like two bars or it's something like antenna need. and you got to like spin them through a, a gap don't you yeah yeah but there's five of them or something like that and you got to do it's all timed that's the tricky part is how it's timed and the fact that two are on one side of the street and then you have to hop over rotate the world around and get to the other two mm-hmm. before the timer runs out yep Yeah, you're definitely not solving that puzzle first time. (laughs) I will say this about the zombie. I put this in my notes that it's slow and annoying, but when he kills you, it's a quick death and it's got a good checkpoint. So it's not really punishing. Yeah, the game does. I mean, thank God. I mean, if this game had miserable checkpoints, it would make it a whole lot worse. But the checkpoints are really, really fair in this game. And the save system seems to work. I think this game does a good job of telling you how long it's been since you've saved as well, which... I want more games to do that. Right. We have an elevator, a sort of dumb waiter that you can raise and use to get like a car key. You you have to do it again. I think it's timed. Like you bring it, falls it up down and there. it falls down. So you have to again rotate the world quickly and grab it before it goes away. Mm-hmm. With that, you get your crank, which is what you need to finally open up the hatch which will give you the clock hand and the clock hand combines. There are uh, two gears on the end. It's sort of a really easy puzzle yeah. once you realize what you're trying to do. It's like a train, train wheels, isn't it? It's like a train on an axle kind of thing where it's, yeah, you just got to get them in sync. And that I think is the last big puzzle there. Uh, love that level. Love the way that it looks. Love the rotating of the world. Mm-hmm. I think that that 
even more than the subway. I was already impressed with the subway, but this one just seemed to really make me go, oh, well, they're not just doing the same thing over and over again. Even though it's very much a similar concept, but the look of it, the feel of it felt very different. And the fact that they were adding timed puzzles. Right. That I honestly didn't mind. They weren't that They're fair. Bad. They're fair. You'll, fail, you'll probably fail them the first time, but then you go, right, I know what I'm doing now. I'll get it next time. And the game does a good, it has a good way of making you feel smart, I guess, in a sense where it's like you pick up on the things quite quickly. There's also just, as I said before, the sound effects for everything. Mm-hmm. When you're rotating the world, when you're rotating your gravity, it just feels right. Yeah, <laughs> they've done a great job of choosing those sounds, which make it feel amazing, but also just sort of become part of your world, and you're expecting them. Yeah, yeah, because the world is very quiet as you go through it. So it's like you then you got these when you crank that that handle to the 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 the, the handle to rotate the world. It's like a really loud gear crunching sound that just like pops right through, isn't it? So it's like yeah, uh, it's, it's a great sound design on this game. I also want to say, just while I'm talking about those kind of things, the game is very good about locking some puzzles in. So Mm -hmm. there's sometimes where you have to step on buttons to do the puzzle. And then when you leave, it's done. You can't interact with Mm -hmm. those puzzle buttons again. Because that could have been a real nightmare if you had to find (laughs) your way into the puzzle and then your way back out of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. They don't do that. No. Chapter four is the theater. Yeah. Yeah. I like the theater because they introduce a new mechanic again where you can move. Now you can move forward and backwards through the screen. And it's like, oh. Yeah, but you have new. to grip these special handles to do it. It's a little weird, but it was a good way to get around the fact that it's 2D, but them wanting to do this. Yeah. And again, great sound effect, that whooshing yeah. to and from. And the animation of him like staggering through it, you know, it's like, it's, I don't know. It's really, really cool. It's a really cool animation that goes along with it. To open this, the idea is you're rotating power circles to line up circuits for mm-hmm. doors, elevators, etc. You're going to get a light bulb. You get a snake. <laughs> Which I had no <laughs> idea what it was for again. There is a mirror room, which that is essentially just what you need to use to put your mask on, right? Mm-hmm. But I was so sure it was going to be something else, so I kept going back to the mirror room, only to find out, no, this is not what you need yet. <laughs> Did you get attacked by the mannequins in the room then? All the time. <laughs> All the time. I had just finished you know, chapter three, so there was a part of me that thought maybe it's a timing thing. Maybe I'm just mm. not doing something right. If I do something slightly different, it'll make a difference. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. <laughs> they are very creepy, though. When you walk in and turn on the light, And they all just turn to look at you. Yeah. There is a sort of matching room puzzle here where you're in the room and then you have to deal with the buttons rotating the one next to it. So, that you again, you're creating a path because Mm -hmm. of the the rooms you're walking through. You have to rotate the ones next to you to make that path. I think that's how you get the mask and you can kind of... Yeah, you're you're creating that kind of electrical circuit in the wall yeah Yeah. that's what this whole level this whole chapter is yeah once you have that mask that's where you can go through and rotate the final ones so Mm -hmm. that you can leave and head on to chapter five i love the theater 
I love the way that it looks. Like you said, that new mechanic of moving forward and backward, which they will use again. Yeah. I think just works really well. The connecting the circuit, which again is something they will use again. They are very good about that throughout the game building up to you will use this again and you will see some of this again in the DLC as well. Chapter 5 is on a train. I like this level as well. This is a good level. Lloyd now can hop over small gaps. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) But not big gaps, but small gaps, which is very interesting because that adds a new sort of thing that you're doing here in a way that I wouldn't have expected it to make that much of a difference, but it really does. Mm -hmm. In a safe, you can get some electrical tape. In an oven, you get an octagon. (laughs) There's another rotating circuit power puzzle. Uh, as well as a toy piano. Which becomes a very big piano in real life. (laughs) But the piano is affected by gravity, is it not? Yeah, because it crashes through the floor. So that's where I'm not sure how the rule works as far as that. Ah, right, okay. It seems to work when we need it. And honestly, for the most part, I'm okay with that because it didn't really feel out of place. It's only when I really start overthinking it as Mm. I do that I go, Hey, wait a second. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But also, most of the time, there isn't a lot that would fall in this. There's not a lot of just debris and stuff sitting around. But in some places, you would expect more things to move. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't actually make any sense either when you think about it. That When the the piano does fall through, it falls through the train and then you can go underground (laughs) into this this cave that's under under a moving train. (laughs) Which I believe, is that where you have to sneak past the creepy lady in the wheelchair? Yeah, she's sitting and you've got to like, I don't know how you did it, but I was just like, Tap, 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 stop. Tap, 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 stop. I just, I just like edged my way up there. That's how I eventually made it work. I was convinced I needed something else. So I kept leaving and coming back Ah, to her with every new inventory item and none of them seemed to work. No, no. It's just a stealth one. Mm -hmm. Oh, by the way, I I wanted to ask you, how did you feel playing this? This isn't a controller game. Yeah, this is only, can you, can you play this in controller? Yeah, I did. Oh, I thought it was only keyboard and mouse. I'm pretty sure I played this one on controller. No. I didn't make any sort of note Notes, against uh, it at the beginning. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure for me, it was like A button to switch gravity and uh, maybe X to interact okay. on the Xbox style controller. So, no, it no, no felt problems. great to me. Yeah. I probably would have noticed <laughs> a little bit if it was. What do you think, mouse and keyboard? Does it work well? No, no, it's, it, yeah, it's great. I just, I just, I don't know why. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm getting this confused with another game that we've played recently for the that we're getting ready to discuss. But I thought it said this only works with a keyboard and mouse for some reason. I don't know. No, the controls are fine. We are going to use those handholds to rotate around the train. One puzzle in particular where you actually have the dynamite from the creepy wheelchair lady, where you have to set that and then find your path around to connect all the different sections before it fizzles out. You have to hold and connect the circuit with your body, which seems unhealthy, but it's a dream. Yeah, it's a dream. <laughs> or be like me where you do all that first, then you get to the end, and then the circuit goes into the door and just goes... And like, oh, I need to put something there. <laughs> I've got to go all the way back and get the dynamite. Did you make it all the way to the end? Yeah, yeah. And then I got to the end and I was like, oh, yeah, I need to attach something to the wall here. <laughs> 
here comes one of the trickiest puzzles. Hmm. The creepy lady is back in her wheelchair, getting close to you as the camera rotates around. Yeah. In probably, I think, the creepiest part of the whole game for me, you are trying to solve a labyrinth, but you have to do some of it at least while the camera is not facing it because it's going to rotate around Aaron Sorkin style to <laughs> the creepy lady who every time you see her again is going to be just a little bit closer. Yep. And wow, it's powerful. And you have to do at least some of the maze while you're not able to see it. So you have to look at it, memorize what you think are going to be your next few moves mm. and then see it again. Apparently, because there's an achievement, you can do this in one rotation. I imagine you just have to memorize yeah. the exact number to hit for each direction. Because it's not too hard. It's basically one of those, like, yeah, labyrinth ball games no. where you're rolling. If I was just looking at it, yeah. it would be nothing. Yeah. But <laughs> with the creepy lady, it's a challenge. And the creepy violin, like, crescendoing music that's just getting higher and higher and higher and higher. I will say this. I did beat it the first time. But I think it was really right at the edge mm. because she was very close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you if you uh, if you fail it, yeah, she. So you've not seen the fail stage of that, then? I didn't. Ah, uh. uh, so basically, it rotates around. I think you get three three rotations, and then on the third one, uh, she basically just jumps out of her wheelchair and like jump scares you. Uh, like she just jumps into your screen. I think you get three safe, and then the fourth yeah. one is probably yeah. that. Yeah, she was she was probably right on the edge of her seat <laughs> when I did that. <laughs> but a very cool puzzle, very fun way to take something that would be normally very simple, but add that challenge to mm. it and that sort of stress and time constraint on it. Yeah. Made it very interesting. It's like what you're always talking about. Take an old puzzle, make it new. This one definitely feels like that yeah <laughs> how about we blindfold someone while they do this puzzle <laughs> okay <laughs> which normally i'd be so irritated with but the way this game does it it feels right it's not it's not unfair put it that way yeah with this you get the lighter you can ignite the coal it's going to power up the elevator you get to leave the level mm -hmm. which takes you to chapter six the hospital so, you're going to use those handholds to move forward and backward, as I put it, 2.5D. Mm -hmm. Here, we need to get severed legs, I believe, to... Oh, to yeah, for the, the pedal. Yeah, to pedal the elevator. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Some rooms uh, rotate around. There's a really tough part for me with the Plague Doctor, because again, it was stealth, and I thought, oh no, there must be a puzzle to him. There's not. Just go slow as possible. And stand behind him when he's looking around. Yeah. However, this is because I was having so much difficulty with the Plague Doctor. I did find a secret here. And it's probably the only one I found in the main game. What's that? Oh, just one of those secret pages. Oh, okay. There's a magnet puzzle where you have to use the two magnets mm. taking turns to move the ball through to the exit. Light up all the electrical bits, yeah. Exactly. You're going to get a screw, which is another one of those times where you're going to put it in place and it becomes massive. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. Because I was looking of, where does this tiny screw go? Yeah. No, where does the giant podium <laughs> screw go? Because that's what you need. Yeah. 
And it's going to be used to do this thing where you have, I believe, three sections, but you're rotating the left and right sections mm -hmm. of the room around you to try and connect a path. Yeah. It's that old, uh, yeah, kind of maze game from the, the the room games do this. What was that? What was that game we played uh, with, with, like the Mars or the alien artifact thing? The museum. You thinking Aporia? No, the, the 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 museum. What was it called? The oh, uh, the Miss Mechanica Museum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Yeah. So it's like yeah, it's like that, like that Mechanica Museum or, or whatever it was called, where it's like yeah, just like getting that ball through a maze and yeah, you got to double back and I don't know. It was it was kind of cool. Again, another simple puzzle, but uh, another cl kind of classic puzzle, but done in a, in a in a good way. Here's where you're going to be able to encounter Tuba Man. As I say, oh yeah, trombone, the weird trombone there. guy. Yeah, what a weird. Not, it's not a trombone at all, but I know. But yeah, <laughs> um, I, I, just, I, I wrote down yeah, tr weird trombone guy. I like this guy, but it's like I get it. Move a bit quicker. Yeah, <laughs> come on, man. Especially when at minimum you have to come here at least twice. Yes, because you're going to get that key, which you need to put on the special machine here. Yeah, and rotate it around, and to my annoyance, it has to be in the right position as well. Mm -hmm. Because I thought I just need to make it the right shape. And like any key, you would just put it in at the right angle. But no, in this game, it must be the right exact position treating, you know, up as up. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, ways. basically, yeah, you, if you, you, you try to make a T-shape, but if you make the T-shape upside down, then Lloyd just won't flip it around and put it in. It's like, yeah. no, you got to go back and yeah. make it with the T, the T part at the bottom. Uh oh, God, all right. Yeah, so that was the first time I was dealing with this. So not only did I come down here, have no idea what I was doing, go back up, find the key, eventually realize what I needed to do, come down here, made that mistake, go all the way back up again. So, yeah, when... when Tuba head moves that slowly. He's like, oh, come on, come on. <laughs> yeah, even, even for me, and I, I don't mind slow things. So I was like, mm. just like, just, you know, whistling away, like, doo, 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 come on, hurry up. Um, and again, in, in this place as well, did you notice the eye chart is the period, periodic table? I don't know why. It's like H, H E, L I, um, B E. Just like, it ha it's the periodic table rather than an eye chart. I, I don't know why they went with that. I didn't notice. <laughs> When you finish this level, you're going to take the elevator on a multi-directional scary journey, as I put it. Mm -hmm. Then you have your uh, chapter seven, the limbo-like run through the dark world, chased by the wheelchair zombie with pillars, yeah. pillars falling. Run the gauntlet. Collapsing tunnels, the lamphead people shooting guns at you now. The world goes upside down. You're chased by the no-face zombie and being shot at. A large door opens. You walk in slow motion out. Achievement and credits. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why, but I had a theory that this game was about being born. I don't know why. I just got this vibe of like, this is all about childbirth. This is about the trauma of childbirth. For me, I don't know why I jumped to that conclusion, but just at the end, I was like, just the door opening up, the light coming in. It's like, uh, it's like you're being born. It's like all this time you've been inside a womb and then you've just been, you've run this gauntlet 
at the end to to be born into the world. But it kind of doesn't make sense with the DLC. <laughs> My theory kind of... Because I remember playing that before the DLC came out. I was like, oh, yeah, this is a metaphor for childbirth. And then it's like, oh, the crypt. Oh, the tower. <laughs> I was like, yeah, scrap that. <laughs> or does it? I don't know. You could throw the DLC into the main story and say that the end is still the end. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. But definitely the two DLCs should be played in order. So the first DLC is the tower. I really enjoyed the tower. At this point in the game, I was about 3.2 hours, Mm -hmm. I think, total. And then it was probably an hour, I think, to beat the tower for me. You can do it. I think the the achievement is to beat it in 12 minutes. Oh, I'm sure you could. Yeah. The thing is... Yeah. The thing is, for me, most of that time was me wandering around because there was one thing I just did not get, and it took me forever, okay. and that would probably save me a good 15 minutes at least. Is this the, is this the, is this the DLC with the, the bells puzzle, or is that the crypt? Because the bell puzzle, was that was the one that stumped me. I think the bell puzzle is the crypt, Okay, but let's go through my notes so we, we get that right. In the tower, there's a button switch to what I would say is now an organic nightmare. So when you switch between the worlds, you go from the sort of empty factory look to organs and Inside something's body, yeah. <laughs> teeth, teeth and bones and flesh, yeah. You find a severed head, as you do. Yeah. Which I think has sunglasses on it. I thought it was a blindfold. It looked like a... like a. It a, probably makes more sense as <laughs> blindfold than, than sunglasses. It's not, it's not Max Headroom. <laughs> you need to put up a bridge to cross, put the head on a spike, you pull the lever, the electricity makes the head scream. I laughed too hard at this. <laughs> I enjoyed this part way too much. Every time I find a head, I always put the electricity on just to hear them all scream. <laughs> You're going to walk around, switch gravity to a vent where you can get a belt. Uh, for that, you're going to put it on a pulley. This gives you access to the elevator. It's five floors or something of... Yes. Of and that is very important. <laughs> That's why it's the tower. Mm. Level two, at first I had no idea what I was doing. What works really well about the tower, I think, is the fact that you can see something. You can know, oh, I see I've got a button and there's a hole above it. I need to drop something. Right. So I need to leave and come back later. The fact that different levels, like different stories of the tower, affect things on different, you know, like you've got puzzles interacting with other puzzles. I thought worked really well. It was really clever and just added another dynamic to what Dark had already done. Right. And you're doing a lot of similar puzzles here, similar style things, but it still felt fresh. I didn't feel bored ever Mm -hmm. throughout the main game and throughout the DLC. The only time I felt bored was my own fault because I missed something and I was bored because I was running over the same parts over and over again, looking for something that I already had access to Mm -hmm. or not solving a puzzle that I needed to. Yeah, that's right. Because there there is a really tricky part in this. The one part that really threw me off was there's a, there's a button or a lever that you can pull. And when you pull it, it doesn't seem to do anything. <laughs> That's the part that I was wondering about. And then you're like, what does this do? And then it's not until you hold it down for like three seconds. It's like, oh, it pulls up a door or something like that. It's not that you hold it down for three seconds. You can use the lever down or up. Right. And you need to do the lever up so that it will take the door that's blocking you or the sort of gate yeah. 
from level four and bring it up to level five. Mm -hmm. And then it's a time and you have to run down and get that. I didn't like that part. That time felt a little bit too short to me. Yeah. But given everything else they've given me, I'm not going to hold that against them. But yeah, it was a real issue of I just didn't try to use the lever both ways. Right. Why Whoops. would I? <laughs> <laughs> On level five, it's a pretty simple stacking, but you have the shape that you can only put on a bigger shape. So you have to move them around. It's not Dark's fault, but we've seen so many of these. <laughs> this is, <clears throat> yeah, this is the one time it's like, um, yeah, take an old puzzle, but keep it old. <laughs> it's like they didn't do anything with this. I mean, what's it? It's, it's even got a name. It's like, it's, it's like a, it's called like a Da Vinci something. This, this, this kind of puzzle. It's like that. Yeah. This, you got to stack the pyramid. You start off with a pyramid on one side and you got to stack it on the other. Nothing really new. There is an achievement for beating it in the least moves possible. Uh, nothing, nothing to write home about here for this puzzle, but you get another head when you solve it and then you electrocute that head as well. Watch it. <laughs> There's another one of those puzzles, as I said before, about the stepping on buttons in order, but mm -hmm. you have to find the skull button to put so that you can do that. Yeah, the, the, other, the other head puzzle where you've got to... It's like that classic, again, another classic puzzle where you got to roll the marble, but you can only roll it into a wall when it stops, and then you've got to rotate it around. I spent far too long on this, though. This took me a long time because... And it's not, not that complicated, really, but it is. It is because of the fact that a section will move up. Yes. If you power it up. Yeah. I think if you start off wrong, then you're going to, you, you can't complete it. So it's like you, your first move is really crucial to the, solving this puzzle. And otherwise, the idea is get it back to. <laughs> yeah, get back to the start. Get it back yeah. to the start so you can try something different. Yeah. yeah. The thing for me was I started off this DLC super fast and everything seemed to be easy. And then all of a sudden I hit a point where I was like, wait, what? Where's <laughs> I got an extension cord for oh, this that one part. Well. And then I was like, I was yeah, like, I've solved it. It's like, oh, I need another extension yeah. cord. Well, my first thought was, did I put it in the wrong spot? Mm. Is there a glitch? And I put it in the wrong spot. No, it doesn't work. No, I need another extension cord. Yeah. And then come even, on, really? And then even when you find that extension cord, you're like, well, but I can't put it anywhere. It's like, Oh, you got to walk up this thing and put it in, in the, up the wall there. Like, oh, okay. I wouldn't have expected two extension cords to be the trickiest part, <laughs> but it, outside of me realizing what the door should do, right. that that is the thing that got me the most stumped. I don't really understand what happens with the next one. I understand moving the bars in a way so that that opens up and you can take the crane and move the box through. Mm -hmm. But I don't really understand what happens when the box goes through. It it it, it falls through the trapdoor. You open the trap. You put the box down on the trapdoor. You throw the switch. It falls down, and then it falls down onto another plate, and then it holds down a door. Openly. I I understand that. Oh, okay. So what I didn't understand was the box seemed to go because you're looking at the crane as it's yeah it's the forward section for mm -hmm. you at that point, and I just really couldn't seem to get it to drop like i would press the button it would seem to drop mm -hmm. and then the crane i think would look empty but then when i would get there the box wasn't there oh uh, maybe that's a glitch i, I didn't have that or that problem. there was some sort of weird timing i struggled with this and i just didn't understand what was happening because then the crane would come back and the box would be there but it wasn't there a minute ago i didn't know what was going on so maybe i hit a glitch maybe yeah but it sounds a bit weird it, yeah and i was worried like no don't, <laughs> i need to finish 
Yeah, but basically, that button is going to open up the room to the guillotine. Yeah. Where Lloyd is going to put his own head and chop it off. Quite willingly as well. He's like, oh, there's a guillotine in this room. I know what. I'll chop my own head off. Well, I didn't want to. I did laugh maniacally, though. Yeah. Because, of course, this game would have me do that. <laughs> but I did not see that coming at all. No. Even though I've been dealing with severed heads for about an hour. Yeah, you're just like, where's the next head? Where's the next head? Oh, it's mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. One last time. Put them all on the spikes and electrify them into the crypt. Yeah, there's their scream basically busts the wall down and yeah, into the crypt. We're going to start with no head, so you definitely should do the tower before the crypt. Mm -hmm. You have an elevator, but now it's only two floors. You move the bridge to walk down the wall. There's a green circle where you can put your neck and this allows you to control your head. So you now have essentially two characters that you control. Mm -hmm. Lloyd and Lloyd's head. The head will pop out of a vase. <laughs> this is where you have to move the bridge forward and back so that you can get... Lloyd goes on, I think, the back path, and the head will roll across when the bridge is more towards uh, the player. Yeah, yeah. And those are the creepy statues in the background that are watching you as you walk past. <laughs> their, their heads kind of turn around to watch you as you walk across the room. Um but Lloyd can't step over his own head. Can he not? I didn't really no, notice. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's a rule that at least they've, they've established since the first game. You know, it's like if there's anything in your way, you're not going that way. So mm -hmm. I guess it just uncomplicates things. But the head can move past Lloyd. Not if they're on the same path, if they're on the same plane. Because you can actually get that head on the same back path as Lloyd. I don't think I ever did, which... Oh, because you, you can put it on, the, on bridge. the bridge. Yes. That's how I couldn't get the beginning secret. I was trying to figure that out for the longest time. And of course, uh, it's just simple. It's right in front of me. Mm -hmm. Oh, well. <laughs> go, I only go, found, go back and try that then. Uh, well, I don't know. I only found one here. So you did find the secret then at the sort of where you start at the very beginning. You walk down and there's a little hole. Yes. Yeah. So you did find that one at the beginning. Okay. Yeah. I saw that. What, okay. The, I know what I need to do with that. And since it wasn't important for the main objective mm. i ended up just not doing it right oh, it's so simple though it feels so dumb <laughs> not, not figuring that one out that would open up a whole lot of other places where the head could go then mm. yeah okay well there you go for you who wants to explore and find all of them yeah that you probably have found all the easy ones there's a bit of a tricky puzzle here with a maze of dots and lines that cover up like a couple seconds after, mm. and you have to, I I just had to keep doing it until I got the pattern of getting to all the arrows before I ran out of time, because the, <laughs> that claw will move backwards if you don't go fast enough, so, so many times. Oh, I've got it. I've only got one to go. I'm nearly, oh, I moved back again. All right, keep going, keep <laughs> going. <laughs> But with that, he's going to hold the door open so now the body and the head can get on a different elevator and move around. There's a sort of tricky puzzle here with the coffins. You have to get them to the right height to match these mm. sort of bars above them. But you can only move things one at a time. So if you move one down, you can move another one up. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really like this. It's quite hard. I, was, I understood it. It just 
felt like it took too long. It's fine here. I just don't want to see this become one of the standards that hits all the puzzle games. <laughs> yeah. Because it just being able to only move one at a time, is it just feels so laborious. Yeah, it definitely takes t- takes time. And the, I, I, w- I wouldn't mind this puzzle so much if you didn't have to... Once you think you've got it in place, you've got to back out from the game, move over, so because the icons are kind of like blurred. It's like if you're not in the right spot, then you go back to moving the things around again. You've got to get far enough to the right so you can push the button and then try it. That should just be integrated into the thing. It should just be a different button that you could that, that you can push. I think that, yeah, you're right. That's probably the thing that bothered me the most, yeah. Do I have it? Let me go out, try it. Move uh, over, I'll come push back the button, again. yeah. yeah. There is a mummy inside one of them, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I was expecting probably to do a bit more than it did. Just, here you go. Yeah, here I am. Here, I think, is where there's the puzzle with the head going around finding the different symbols. You know, you have to do the symbols in order. This is where I realized, oh, the head can change gravity as well. It's not just, mm-hmm. it's not just Lloyd. For this, though, you have this wall segment that you can take into your inventory or put back. So that the head can rotate around because uh, this wall segment can be used in a couple of different places within the crypt. Yeah, Lloyd seems to be very strong as well. He just like yanks that with one hand, like boom. (laughs) Yeah, for this, there is essentially it's a gravity puzzle where you're trying to get all the symbols to slot into place. Mm Mm-hmm but you're having to move the room around to make that happen. I'm usually not a fan of these kind of puzzles, but this one was all right. It was fine. Easy enough. There's a room of masks, which I think is the other side of the tower, level three. There was one side that was boarded up. Mm-hmm. Here's the other side. We're seeing that. I did wonder if I was going to be able to sneak back into the tower mm-hmm. for something. Didn't, but I could see that something that they might want to play with in the future, doing something similar. Right. We get the lever, which is going to be for one of the worst puzzles in the game. This is just the puzzle. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is not me. I I do not like the belt puzzle. This one, this one was hard because I was just like, I've got it in the right place, but it doesn't make sense. And it's like, oh... You can actually move the things around as it's playing. Yes, that's the <gasps> trickiest part. And then getting it right. Thank goodness they have the green lights. That helped me yeah. a lot. But I was hearing it and looking at it. And they did do a good job of you can just leave the head up there, switch, roll over it again. Yeah. But it took me so many tries to get the pattern of even what it was doing. There's some spaces some silence that's hard to hear for me and to be sure exactly where it goes yeah and i also wasn't sure if there are any bells that rang at the same time i just wrote them down i i, I just i eventually them. did i thought no i can do it no. I can do it. <laughs> it took me so long so yeah i ended up writing them all down as yeah. well yeah, quite a hard, quite a hard puzzle. Especially once you realise, like, oh, I can slide these. This, this is impossible the way it is. It's like you have to actually physically, as the music is playing, you have to run across the other side and then slide the different things around. And not only is it just you just got to slide it into the right place, you have to move up and down through them because there's three different bells to control. There are, though. I think you only, you only have to, to move two, two. Yeah. but still. That's a lot. I think one would have been good. You have to move three things in total. Though. You move the middle, the top one, you move the bottom one, you move the 
bottom one again, I think it's something like that. Or top one twice. I think it's one the top once. one. So I think it's top, run down to the bottom, click back up to the top. Yeah. yeah. And with keyboard and mouse, how are you shifting up and down between them? Just the up and down arrows. Okay, yeah, so it's the same with me, same with me. I didn't know if you were able to mouse click over it in a quick Oh, uh, no, no, yeah, yeah. Because that would have been faster. Mm. You're going to get a skull key. The skull key is going to open the coffin. There are two skull keys you need to get in the actual crypt room with all the coffins. If you go in as Lloyd the body, zombies will come out and attack. You have to use the head to light the candles and the light holds them back. I think I just switched them off. Oh, it might be. Yeah, because I, I remember thinking, oh, that's an interesting twist where it's the darkness that saves you is because they can't see you, I guess. But if you don't put the, the head on the thing, that it's like a it, switch for candles, isn't it? It's yeah, like, it is, yeah. So it's, it's kind of weird, but yeah. It's like you gotta you gotta switch the lights off so you can so you can sneak past. It's like ah okay. Where was the second key? The second key was all right. So I was lost and meandering for ages at this point. That's actually what I put in my notes: lost and meandering for ages. The first bridge, I didn't think. Oh, I can move that bridge and walk down the other side. So I did that to unlock a door that I'd seen early on but didn't uh, get yeah. to. There are some slide symbols you need to match. This is a ridiculously easy puzzle. Just mm. moving the so you have the stack of three eyes, three keys, three skulls. And oh egg. yeah, it's just a bit of a pain to do. That's all. This is where you get the scratched coin I mentioned earlier, which I was treating like a coin, but it wasn't. It's the four. It's the fourth disc on a huge path puzzle mm. where <laughs> you have to. Oh, this one's hard. Yeah. You, again. It's a skull and it's timed. So you have the head, I think, doing all the buttons at the top. Mm -hmm. You have to get the disc circuit in the right place before the skull gets to it, or you start over, the whole thing resets. And when it gets to the fourth disc, you have to actually rotate it while the skull is on it and then try to quickly get ahead of it again to get to the end. Definitely took a few tries. Mm -hmm. But that is where you're going to get the other skull key. The head will protect Lloyd as Lloyd's body gets into the coffin and then the head will roll in. They reunite with a sort of squishy sound. <laughs> and then we see, I believe, the coffin in front of the clock. Time rewinds and then the end. There's no credits or anything on this one, though. No. It was very weird. I looked up a walkthrough just to see if I missed something. Is that the end? Oh yeah, it is. It just stops. Yeah, because I was I was wanting to see the credits because I wanted to see uh, Davide's name in it, but like uh, I don't I don't get to see the credits, and there's no way to like look up the credits. I can't see it on the options screen or anything. So it's like oh, that's unusual. Like why no credits? Yeah, at least say the end, so I know that I'm done. Yeah, it felt weird. My impression is that the clock means that we're starting over again and that he's stuck in this dream, perhaps. Mm, I'm not sure. I only found one secret quartz skull in the whole thing, and there are three more. Pretty sure I know where one more is now, but where they are is a total mystery to me, and I'm not sure that I... <laughs> maybe with, <laughs> that I maybe with the a walkthrough. With a walkthrough, I could do it, but it's this type of thing, unless I'm really close, like mm. I have one more achievement, I don't really want to use a walkthrough to just get the achievement for finding stuff. 
Hmm. Like I said, if I'm close to 100%, I'd probably do it. But I am not. I'm, I'm not. And I'm, I'm not, I don't, I don't, I'm not really interested in memorizing all the puzzles to finish the game in like 12 minutes or six minutes for the crypt. It's, I think it's a six minute timer for the crypt. Mm, nah, I'm all right. Thanks. But I did really enjoy it. Yeah, it's a great game. Really good game. The whole time. Even that annoying well puzzle. I knew it was something different. It was something unique. And overall, yeah, it was just so much fun. It's an odd game where, honestly, there isn't really a story. Hmm. At least I don't feel there is one. I don't need one. It's just a dream. Yeah. (laughs) And that's enough. And I'm not even sure I even needed that. I probably would have just played that and said, well, that's weird. Yeah. But it's very fun. I am really... I mean, we've been doing this a bit lately and probably will for a bit more of these shorter puzzle games and I'm really enjoying it because Mm. when I'm stuck for a long time, it feels like I'm stuck for maybe 15 minutes. I'm not stuck for hours or days or just going, oh, okay, we're going to do this one again. These short ones tend not to overstay their welcome and that's quite pleasant. Like I said, Dark is one that I was just smiling through and I could totally see myself playing it again and probably playing it more times because it's shorter, because it's not a daunting task to look forward to. It's just a fun... I mean, I could do this now. Now that I've... You said the first time you thought it took you ages. It, yeah. But this time... I shot through it, yeah. It was a lot easier, yeah. I think I've got... I had nine hours logged on my first playthrough, but I think maybe that some of that was just... I just probably had it running for cards, I think, at the time. That's always possible, especially with you. Yeah. (laughs) But that's the thing. I think once you've made it through, this is the type of game where a rainy afternoon, stay in and play dark. And that would be, for me, a great way to spend my time. Gaps fill the more gaps created. (laughs) 